Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Oh, gosh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lovability Show. I am Jennifer Stiers, and I, uh, I'm having technical difficulties today, but uh, I am joined by... Uh, Colin Tate, all of you remember uh, Colin, he's been on the show, oh, I don't know, maybe this is his fourth time, is that right, Colin? Fourth or fifth time, who's counting? Fourth or fifth, right, who's counting, we love it. Uh, uh, he is clad in his bulldog gear, we love that. Uh, now, um, this thing keeps falling out of my ear, so <laughs> Colin, um, I wanted to go ahead and uh, and introduce you. Uh, Colin does... Uh, Colin has a book called, uh, Is This Your Man? And uh, he talks a lot to women. But after I did the show with him a couple, maybe two, three weeks ago, we started talking about the gentleman and how, I mean, obviously it takes two to tango, right? Uh, so I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to bring Colin in because it's one thing when I talk to you guys about what you're doing or not doing or what you could do better. Uh, but as I started speaking to Colin about some of the challenges that you ladies are having, uh, he started bringing in this male version of the story, and uh, I just thought it would be—I uh, just thought it would be enlightening for everyone, for Colin to talk to the guys uh, today. And uh, and Colin, I feel like you know the, the gentlemen have a very unique space uh, in in dating in the fact that. They're the ones that are in charge. They are the leaders. They are the ones. I mean, I know there's women that are asking men out. Shame on you, ladies, doing that. But, uh, but I know you. Some of you women are 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 that, uh, you know, that uh, modern. But, but for the majority of women, especially the ones watching this show, uh, you ladies, uh, you ladies want to be with a man that takes charge. Uh, and what we are finding is a lot of inconsistencies, and that's what I was talking to Colin about the other day. Uh, so, Colin, let's let's kind of go into that philosophy a little bit about consistency, because one of the the things that I put up today uh, on my Facebook that that I knew we were going to talk to was basically this general idea: uh, even if a man is not ready, he will get ready if you're what he really wants. And you pretty much said that's the truth 100% of the time. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So can you weigh in for the audience uh, on what your thoughts are as a man? And why is that true? Well, it is, it's a very true statement. You're right. When men see something they want, they do not hesitate. And the reason we don't hesitate is because we don't want someone else to recognize that and we have a gold gem right in front of us. So we will call you when we're supposed to call you. We will do what we're supposed to do. We will not disappear on you. We will follow up when we're supposed to follow up with you. And now don't get me wrong, there are exceptions to every rule. There's some men who just don't know any better. And those are the men, the men that don't know any better are the men that actually do read my book or go to counseling services. Because as you know, Jennifer, most men don't feel they need uh, outside assistance. Uh, they feel, I know what I need to do. I know how to meet women. I just have to find the right one. And so if a man is not serious with you, then he's usually playing games. But there's one caveat. If a man is not uh, put together financially, if he's not at a level where he feels comfortable, where he can support him and somebody else, 
then you may deal with a man that would play games or he may uh, be absent because real men need to have their stuff together before they bring somebody else into the picture. So that would be the only caveat. Okay, got it. You know, that is, uh, that was 100% uh, true. What you just said is that, and, and that was why we said we need, we need the big guns. We need Colin today because men don't like to take coaching. Now I, I have had, I mean, my coaching business over the last 25, 30 years has been about 50, 50. I mean, I do get a lot of men in my coaching business, but for the majority, a lot of men do not uh, do not want to be coached. They think that they've, they've got it together. They, they, they think they're doing everything right, regardless of what I tell them. So what is the thing that we need to say to gentlemen today? Uh, what is the thing we need to say to gentlemen today to help them hear our message, Colin? Because I want to help. I want them to be better. I know, I know where they're not where they're not meeting the expectations of women, even though they would swear that they are. Uh, how do we how do we have that communication with guys today? How do we get them to open it up? Well, you know, you just have to look at your past. If if everything was working fine, if you had this dating thing down pat, then guess what? You wouldn't be listening to the show right now. You wouldn't still be single. And and what I would tell the men is I'm speaking from my own personal experiences. Jennifer, I remember when, before I met my wife, I would uh, occasionally hear from ex-girlfriends, you know, it didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And some of them would say to me, Colin, I'm just, and, 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 and in a very head-scratching way, they would say, I just don't understand why you're single. I, I mean, I know it didn't work out for us, but I, I just don't get it. And so what I had to start realizing was I was the common denominator. Yes. And so the same thing I tell women is the same thing I tell men. The bad news is it's your fault. The good news is it's also your fault, which means there's no. something you are doing that could change the level of success that you're having right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so... So Colin, let's, um, I'm, I'm having, uh, earpiece issues. So, <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, as we go forward here, let's start talking to our first point. Uh, you sent me some talking points. Why don't we start with the first one, uh, that you had, what is your first piece of advice for guys in regards to, in regards to what we're, what we're discussing today? And a lot of these questions, guys, that, I, that I've written down is, is to allow you to do what I like to call a dating autopsy, something where you can pretty much look at your dating history from A to Z and try to see what are the common denominators, what are the issues that you're having. So one question we have is, why do you think it's a challenge to find a good woman? And when a man starts to answer that question, and men, when you ask that question, I want you to be brutally honest. Um, really transparent because if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anyone. But the first question I want to know is why do you think it's a challenge having to find a good woman? Yeah. You know, it, that is interesting because I do hear men say that all the time. Like, where are all the good women? And there are a lot of amazing women out there. The thing is, is you're not finding them. So what is it about this man? What is it about you guys that is not attracting these women? Or the other part of it is, if you're a good-looking, smart, interesting guy, and women aren't attracted to you, or maybe they initially are, and then they lose interest, 
there's something going on with you. If, if your relationships aren't working out, if you're not getting to the first date or you're not getting past the first date, you've got to look at yourself. You can't look at her. Yes, everybody's a little flaky at times. I mean, there are some people that are flakier than others. Uh, but if it is all about looking at that pattern. Uh, and uh, I think it is, and it is a little bit tougher for guys to see uh, than it is the ladies. You know, and I hate to get psychological on all of you, but so many years of counseling, you know, I have to tell you guys, you have to look at your mom. You have to look at that relationship you have with your mother and look at the women that you're attracting and the qualities that you're attracting. And I've given this exercise to guys for years, and it's 100% true. The Any dysfunctional relationship or uh patterns you have with your mom you, or characteristics of your mother that you may like or not like, uh, you tend to attract in women. Um, and so I, I know we've said it a million times where, you know, guys are attracted to their, guys marry their moms, they're not attracted to their moms. They marry their moms and girls marry their dads, uh, you know, obviously not physically, but, but right. there is a lot of truth to that. So you do, as Colin said, you do have to look at those patterns because you are the one attracting them in the first place. That's correct. I mean, that's so correct because the example you just gave about, now if a man is, is not able to get past date one or date two, his issues are probably more uh, overt. They're probably more on a, on a platter where it's obvious for even Stephen Wonder to see. But <laughs> for the majority of the men that, because most of the men I talk to, they don't have a problem getting dates. They don't have a problem getting girlfriends. They just are not able to, for whatever reason, get it to that next level, which is engagement, marriage, or whatever his, um, his ultimate goal is. And so that's where we got to figure out, because there's something... The beginning is okay. You're able to meet women. You have no problem approaching them. The women find you attractive. But for, there's something in the middle of the process where you are self-sabotaging. And again, a lot of it could go back to your mother. A lot of it could go back to your father. A lot of it could go back to abuse. Um, I had one guy who I was counseling one time, and he had a lot of children. I mean, he was 35 years old. He had like eight kids. And my wife, at the time, she thought, well, maybe he just likes sex a lot. I said, no, it's not that he likes sex more than the next man. It's he is having his children because of a lack of love he, is, he has not been getting from somewhere in his past. So he's having all these children. And it was, it, it was a subconscious thing he was doing. He wasn't even conscious of why he was being so responsible. Wow, that's, uh, that is crazy. Uh, and, and, you know, and... I would say that that would be somebody that wasn't, that just wasn't aware that they were just going through the motions and they're not aware of what they were doing. And I think when, you know, you said, why are these guys doing it? Why are they not getting past the first date? Why, why is, why, what is the pattern? And, and I, I have to tell you what I think it is for the majority for the, for everyone, there's a little bit of psychology in it. Sorry, mm -hmm. but there is, but I think today things are so easy. Uh, there's just so easy and, and inconvenient. And I think men fall into this more than women do in the fact that they're only willing to try so hard to get a woman or if they see anything at all that they don't like or if anything's a little bit off, 
they just shove that woman aside for somebody else. The grass is greener somewhere else. I can get another woman. Uh, I'll just go to my online dating profile, check my email and go out with somebody else. Getting dates for guys, especially good looking ones, is very, very easy. But I don't think these guys are valuing what they have when they have it. I don't think they're slowing down, Colin, to even try to get to know a woman. I think they're uh, dismissing them at the smallest flaw, even though they have these flaws too, glaring flaws sometimes. It's funny, as a matchmaker, I'll sit and listen to th this at times where a guy will go out with a woman and maybe he'll come back with a, you know, oh gosh, she dresses just, you know, just a little quirky for me or um, or could be a better dresser or or something along those lines. And the girl will come to me with big things like, yeah, yeah, he's not very communicative. He didn't look at me the entire time we were speaking. Um, he talked about himself the whole time and didn't ask me one. Like all these glaring red flags for the woman and some guy wants to dismiss uh -huh. her for something small. And I know there were stupid examples, but I'm... Let's talk to that because I really feel like, Colin, man-to-man, -man, this is something you could say to these guys because they're going to lose out. I've watched a million men uh, go through their, the whole city, practically, of women. Women either knew them, knew of them, uh, wouldn't date them because they'd heard about them. They already have a reputation as a player. Uh, what... What what advice do you give these guys that just think there's an unlimited amount of women for them to go out with at their disposal? Well, the problem is there is an unlimited amount. And the reason there's an unlimited amount is because women tend to allow us to do a lot more tomfoolery than they should. I've, I've always said, with men, women think men are in control. No women, you are in control. The minute women start putting their foot down and start having certain standards, there's a lot of stuff that uh, they would not tolerate from us. But to, to go back to your initial question, when, and, and guys, the reason I can speak on this, because I was that, that guy, that when I would meet a certain woman, if, if I didn't feel that spark, that it factor, I, I tend to dissect every little thing about that person. And then I would start to notice that other women I would date that I was more, for whatever reason, attracted to, I gave them a lot more leash. There was a lot more things that this person could do that I would tolerate. And what it all boils down to, if you're still in a certain age, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you still haven't figured it out, and you're still kind of nitpicking, you're always looking around the corner, that is a sign. It is a dead giveaway that you're insecure. And that means that you're looking for the woman to do a job and her job is to somehow make you feel good about yourself and i met some men that are extremely good looking to the female eye but deep down and, and jerry you know this it doesn't matter how good or how uh aesthetically appeasing you are it's what you see uh when when somebody looks into the mirror you know this from counseling people and so i found that with men if you're still very nitpicky you're still dissecting um and you're still uh, uh, really just dissecting every little thing, what she wears. She, you know, I had a guy say the girl, the girl chewed too much when she ate. Or, you know, she talked too loud when she was on the phone. All of that is a sign that there are some insecurities going on.
Yeah, you know, that is, um, that's a really great point because there's a lot of men that outwardly seem very secure, but uh, if, if they can't close the deal, if they can't sustain a relationship, there's something bigger uh, going on inside, uh, insecurity being uh, a huge one. Uh, and, you know, I, I have noticed too that, you know, there's some men, and I know you ladies have met them, that they just won't let you get emotionally close to them. They're closed off. And they, they've been dating for, for a long time, but they're just emotionally closed off. They're not ready for a relationship. And ladies, when you see that, when the, you see that there's no depth behind whatever the, the appeal is on the outside, you've got to get out because you're just wasting your time. I mean, there's you're, this man is not vested in you. If he's not vesting his feelings and emotions and time in you, he's not vested. There's no sense in wasting your time. Uh, Colin, I think in this case, so many women think they can change a man, uh, but it's not that. It's not about, it's not, a, a, true, the the right lady could definitely show up and uh, uh that man could show up differently for the right person, but he would mm -hmm. do that initially. It's not something she's going to have to work at, right? That, that That's correct. I mean, women, is <laughs> trying to make a man do something. It's like trying to make your job do something. I mean, I mean I've, I've talked to an old coworker one time who used to always say, oh, if this, this job did this, it would be perfect. If this job did that, it would be perfect. And it just doesn't work that way. So you know, you, you can't go in and looking at a guy and saying, I need to fix X, Y, and Z. And you're right. There's some men that will be more motivated to try with other women versus other women. But the point is, they still have to want to do the work. So if a guy meets a girl named Amber and says, you know what, she's not worth me even thinking about dealing with these deep-rooted issues that happened to me my, as, as a child. But Kelly, okay, Kelly, for you, I will at least entertain it but he still has to do the work because no woman is going to motivate someone to go down that deep, deep, dark alley that they have been afraid to venture down for the last 20 years of their life. The only thing the woman will do is at least push them to get to the door. But that man has to be willing to open that door and go down that dark alley. And how does a man know, and I think you touched on this already, but how would a man know if he were in that position? Like, like guys think they're ready. They think they're available. They think they're doing their job. They think, mm -hmm. they think they are, but what are the, um, besides being single, I mean, anybody that's been single over five years, I'm sorry, but there are, there are really great people out there. There's no reason if you are motivated to be in a relationship that you should still be single after so many years. And that goes for guys or girls. If you've been single that long and you haven't found the right one, something's up. Something is something it's you, you got to look at yourself. It's not, it's not them. It's you. Absolutely. It's kind of like weight loss. If you have been actively, and I use the phrase actively trying to lose weight for the last five or 10 years, and it's, you still have not reached your goal, right? Then it's something you're doing wrong. It could be something medical. It could be something emotional. But there's something you're doing wrong. And so with men, it's the same thing. And, and men, I'm just telling you because I had to I had to look hard at myself in the mirror because I said on paper, I should be married. I was single. I had a house. I had a great job. I had no children. 
I said, something, something's amiss here. And a lot of things I was doing was wasting time in bed in relationships because I was, the women, it was so amazing. The women I was giving the time of day to, they were feeding my dysfunction. They activated my dysfunction. They activated my insecurities. And so I found myself bringing the whole kitchen table to try to prove my work to them. But when I met a woman that was already put together, that didn't have much work to do, that didn't need all this rescuing spiritually, emotionally, or financially, for some reason I wasn't interested, I wasn't excited. And so it's that so that's what happens when these men are and men, women are going through the same thing. I know we're just talking to men right now, but every everyone who's single is going through the same issue right now. You have got to take a hard look at yourself. And that's why some of these questions Jennifer and I are going to ask you are going to make you kind of uncover some of these issues. Okay. Uh, you know, um, why, why don't we start, why don't we go ahead and start there? Because I think, you know, I, I think the other part of this is there is a role that women play in this. And what I am hoping to do today is number one, talk honestly to the guys and say, you know, this is what you're doing and this isn't working. And to the ladies, and say, because you did say earlier, like women do have a lot of control in this and we do ladies. It's a matter of having enough self-worth to say, that's not what I want. And I'm not willing to settle, you know, for, for just anything. If he can't give me everything that I, that I need, not everything I want, but everything that I need emotionally, uh, if this guy cannot provide it, I need to go somewhere else. Or if he's playing games, go somewhere else. It's, it is not your job to sit around and wait for a man like that. And if you wait for them, you're training them to, to, that you're going to, that you're going to allow him to cross your boundaries and disrespect you. And that doesn't start off a relationship very well. Men, you know, there's that book, Colin, I, I don't think we've ever mentioned this before, but there's that whole book, uh, Men Who Love Bitches, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and there is something to that. I mean, because there is a level of accountability. If a man has a woman that respects herself and holds him accountable to who he needs to be, he can show up. He has an opportunity to show up or loser, right? So yeah, one of two. Do, yeah, he'll either do one or two things. If, if, because I would meet women that I, in my mind, I put her in a particular bucket. I put her in a bucket of, you know what, this woman for whatever reason, for her appearances, her career, all I want to do is have sex with her. That's all I want. But when I approach her and she's made it perfectly clear no, this, my standards are not nearly that low, then I do one or two things. I either raise myself up, but usually I go ahead and leave. Because here's the thing, <laughs> if a man views you as, and man, you know this, if you view a woman as a sex object or as a jump off or as a uh, just somebody you want to sleep with, women, there is literally nothing you can do to promote yourself to for him to view you as a wife. There's nothing you can do. Now, there are times where men have met great women and women have done things that a man may demote you. I mean, I've had a guy literally yesterday who thought he had a, a great woman. He, he went at her with the with all the intents of treating her the way she wanted to be treated. But she she actually made a comment that she wouldn't mind having a threesome with her husband. I guess an extreme uh, uh, analogy, but that immediately demoted her in his mind. He was done. So, <laughs> so the, the, the whole moral of the story is this when you are like 
And so when you're dating a guy, and guys, when you're dating a woman, if it is not working out in the, um, I like to call the training period, kind of like when you're going through a job, the training portion is pretty much the easiest part because you don't have to stay late. You don't have to be responsible for meetings. All you have to do is train. But if in the training process, you can't show up on time, you're leaving early, you have to get reprimanded, it's not going to work because we haven't even thrown real life on top of the relationship. So if you can't make it through the honeymoon phase, you're doomed. Yeah. And I think to add to that, if you're making excuses for somebody, if you're having to make excuses for somebody or try to fill in the blank, which a lot of women do in their head, well, he didn't say this, but he did this. So he must mean this. Uh, women tend to do that whole story thing and create mm -hmm. things out of nothing. If you're, if you're doing that, that's also a sign that it's not the right, uh, it's not the right relationship. So, uh, you know, uh, before we move forward from here, I loved that point about, uh, you know, how we present ourselves and how if a man is going after you physically because he wants to go to bed with you, uh, there probably, ladies, was a reason why he got that impression, right? Because there are men that women look at that men will say, I want to get to know her. She looks like a respectful, nice person. I'd love to know who, she, I'd love to know more about her. And then there's women that men look at that they really just are sexually attracted to. And there's probably things you ladies are doing and I've seen it. I've seen your frustration. Why does this man want to sleep with me? Why does he uh -huh. talk dirty to me? Why does he, you know, because you've put it out there and, uh -huh. you know, look at the pictures that you're posting, look at the way you're presenting yourself, look at the things that you're saying, look at the way that you're presenting yourself and marketing yourself. Something gave him the idea that you were going to sleep with him also some, most of the time. I won't say all the time, but most of the time, right, Colin? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, <laughs> because... You know, when, we, when we're walking in the grocery store, man, we can pretty much tell fairly quickly how we can approach certain women. Some women we know we can be, you know, we can get a phone number and then we can start talking very uh, sexually aggressively within the first two or, four, two or three phone calls. Other women we know we can't do that with. So, and if a guy happens to make the mistake of misconstruing that he can come at you that way, it is still your job to shut that down. Don't think that it's, uh, I mean, I've had some women think that it's flattering, think that it is, think that it's cute, it shows them some attention, and these men will take full advantage of it. But the whole point of this is that when, you, when you're meeting someone and you want it to go somewhere further than where it is now, you, you've got to look at some of the telltale signs. If he's not calling you, it's over. If she's not calling she's wasting your time. If she's not following through, it's over. If, she, if he's not following through, you're wasting your time. So I think some of these questions we're going to ask will help flush out the see if anybody, men and women, are wasting their time. Yeah, let's go. Let's start. So what's your first um, question? So the first question we just took care of was, what do you think is a challenge to find a good woman? Uh, the next question I want men to talk about or think about is, are there any women in your past that you regret letting go? Any women that you have dated over the years, 10 years ago, five years ago, that you sit back now and you regret letting them go? You know, I, uh, I've, heard, I've heard this from a lot of gentlemen, you know, as they look back on their dating history, a lot of guys will say, 
I've really had some great opportunities and unfortunately I wasn't ready or I wasn't prepared mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're not going to get another chance at that. And, Correct. and that's why it's so important guys, that if you are given an opportunity at a great lady, that you not mess it up, that you, you know, and, and part of that too, Colin, you know, we, I talked about this earlier and I just did a radio interview on this this morning too. You know, guys can be distracted. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of distraction and a lot of temptation mm-hmm. and a man that can shut all that off because he's serious about really finding somebody that's in, that's a man of integrity and character. And that's a man that, that is actually showing that he's intentional about finding somebody. Uh, again, I don't want to digress in the, in the conversation, but I do feel like, you know, the, that's super important that if, so you don't have those regrets later, right? Mm-hmm. That you, mm-hmm. that if you are, if that is truly what you're looking for and you have met somebody of quality, shut the rest of it down. It's not that you have to, you know, you have to get into a committed relationship right away, but give it a chance, you know, take the time to get to know her, take the time to court her. Uh, a, a woman, a good woman can tell whether you have your attention on her or you don't. All right. Mm-hmm. So we, we are paying attention guys. And if we feel like you're distracted or you're not being attentive, we're not going to move forward. So you're going to lose a great lady that way. And, uh, uh, what are your thoughts, Colin? No, I agree. And if you're still, you know, all of us men at some point in our life wanted to sleep with as many women as we could. I mean, every man at some point would went through that phase. I hope that was if, when they were in their like twenties. Well, that's, what my, that's my point I'm getting at. If you're <laughs> okay. still in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're still viewing women through that same uh, hourglass as it was when you're in your 20s, then there, again, there's something deeper going on because you're, even if you want to let a woman in close, it's always some, there's something that when a woman gets to a certain point, he always cuts it off because there, there's an area of his life that he doesn't want to expose. And it's not, it doesn't have to be anything mysterious as if he has children or other women. It could just be something that he is not ready to deal with. And he knows if I let a woman get any closer, I'm going to have to deal with this issue. So if what a waste of time, Colin, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I mean, I think to myself, what a waste of time, a good man that's just not healthy and not ready. Don't date. You know, I mean, at the first sign, if that comes up and you realize like, I can't get, I'm not able to get close to this woman or, Ooh, she's too close. I've got to back out or back up. You're not ready. Stop dating, fix it before you get back out there because you're going to break your own heart. And those are the ones that I, that like, when you said, is there any woman that you regret, you know, uh, letting go? Those are the ones that you regret letting go. The ones where you came that close to that uh, emotional uh, attachment, that there was something else there, some type of bigger connection, but you didn't let yourself go there. That's the one you'll regret. Absolutely. And and in defense to men and women, a lot of times they just, some, think about it, Jennifer, how many times have we counseled people and they had no idea that something that happened to them when they are five years old is a dotted line connected to where they are now. So I think a lot of people are just, they know there's an issue. They, they just cannot make the connection to tie it all together. So that's why 
you know, we, 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 you know, people call us love doctors, just like another doctor. People may not realize by eating this certain herb is making you allergic, it's making you break out. And what men don't realize is that if, if, if you still have not gotten it right at this age, there, you need to seek some outside counsel. And the great thing about it is you've been getting, you've been sent teachers from God over the years through your friends, your family, your coworkers, your your past uh, relationships, past relationships. They're all teachers and people have told you directly and indirectly what your problem is. You just aren't willing to listen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I think that's super important. I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that you said that because I, I know many men that want to have a relationship, but they're getting, they're sabotaging themselves. They're getting in their mm -hmm. own way. And, uh, okay. So let's go on to your next question. Um, next question is what men, what, what do you think? And this is something you have to be really honest about. What do you think your contribution is to why you're single? What's your contribution? What ownership? If we set you down, what ownership do you, do you take accountability for, for why you're single? Interesting question. Uh, that's, you know what, that's a really hard one, Colin, uh, to, to, for anybody to be able to step outside of themselves and say, what, what did I do? What is my contribution contribution besides just being me and besides just attracting that person to me or being attracted to that kind of person? What am, what am I doing? And this is, I think where you're going with that. Uh, you know, it, it may be that the guy, uh, liked the girl, but didn't stop dating other women. So he was distracted and then, uh, lost the relationship or lost good people because he wasn't willing to, uh, he wasn't willing to be in, in integrity and, and slow down and put the energy into what was most important to him or other scenarios. Yeah. And the whole point is why are you still distracted? Why at, again, at, at, at age 20 and in your teens, we understand why you're distracted because it's exciting, it's new. But why at 30, 40, 50 are you still distracted? There's something else Colin, a motivating factor. Colin, here's where I feel like we've got so many answers. Uh, and I, it's it's just the truth. And, and I know mm -hmm. as a gentleman, you're going to concur with me. And that is that... I think men that have been single a long time and not the ones that can't get a date, you know, mm -hmm. or don't really try that, but the ones that are dating around and sleeping around and playing mm -hmm. games, they're getting away with it. And mm -hmm. so why would a man change his status if he's getting dates, he's having sex whenever he wants, he doesn't have to make a commitment, he isn't tied to anything or one person. He has a, a smorgasbord of, uh, you know, women out there uh, giving him attention. Why would he settle down? And there's an accountability factor for women in that too, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. but, but don't you agree with me that there's so many men that are just playing, that are just, have just gotten, so, they may really want a relationship, but they have gotten so comfortable in playing and getting what they want. I've had men and women say, why would I give this up? I am happy single. I have, my, I have a great job. I have a great life. I have women whenever I want them. Uh, mm -hmm. why, would I, why would I give this up? 
Well, for those segment of men that are asking the question, why would I give this up? Then they don't want to be married. I mean, it's, it's clear. If they're, if they're saying, why do, would I give this up? I am having a blast. I am single. I get to date as many women as I want. Then they don't want to get married. And that's okay. There are segment of men and segment of women that just don't want to be married. And that's fine. But the men who are still doing that, sleeping with all these women and want marriage, when you talk to them, they feel so empty. The sex is empty. When they're by themselves, they feel empty. They are also watching those Hallmark movies during Christmas time. They're also watching those certain movies and, and fantasizing during Valentine's Day. But if you're talking about men that are just loving it and, and don't see any reason to change, women, we're not talking about those men. Those men, you cannot, there's certain types of men you cannot convert. You just can't convert them. They're, they don't they don't want to be married. They don't want to be in a committed relationship. Now, if they are, now if they are presenting themselves as that type of guy, then that's a whole nother discussion. But for the men that are still sleeping with women and still are dating on a continuous basis, but they they want marriage, I'm telling you, when you talk to them deep down, they and the men that are listening that still want to be married but are still dating uh, on, on a habitual level, I, I know you feel empty. I know you get right. so discouraged and so exasperated when you're on the phone with the, with the fifth girl in the last six days, it, it gets, you're exhausted. And I know you're exhausted because guess what? I was exhausted. Yeah. Now you're, you are speaking the truth for sure. And you know, I think, uh, I think ladies, we have to, this is where the accountability is in this is we have to be more discerning as women because we have to look for the signs of this. When a man is detached, when he's not returning your your text messages or your calls when he's not staying in touch when he's not setting up dates when he's not making plans uh, when he disappears for periods of time i mean this is a guy that's not into you you have a choice to make you don't have to sit and analyze it and ask all your friends uh, and get counseling for it what you need to do is leave and find somebody who is showing interest in you because just like the post I put up today and how we started the podcast, if a man is interested and he wants you, he will work for it. If he's not, he won't. A hundred percent of the time. I think there are very small percentages, uh, Colin, of men, very small, that just don't know what the heck they're doing. They were previously yeah. married. They haven't been out of in the dating scene that long. And they have not one clue what they're doing. And they're not impressing women at all because they're they're pretty much courting these women the same way they did their ex-wife, which is why they have an ex-wife. So, uh, yeah. so guys, you got if you're divorced and you're divorced because your marriage fell apart and you weren't doing your job in your marriage, you need to learn how to do your job before you get back out there and date because women today expect more and they should. Yeah, so you're right. There's a small segment of men that just don't know any better, and you know if you. <laughs> If you are that guy that's divorced and you weren't necessarily doing your job, then you got to ask yourself, why did you pick that person in the first place? It, it, there's, there's all these deep-rooted issues to why we pick the people we pick, why we stay in the relationships we stay in. And women, the same thing. If a guy's not interested, it's okay. I mean, women have huge, um, I'll, I always say this, that men cannot deal with the heartache that we put women through. We're not equipped to deal with it but women aren't equipped to deal with the amount of rejection men deal with. You know, I told one girl, she thought I can deal with rejection. I said, okay, next guy you see at the grocery store, approach him and see what happens. And she just froze because it's hard. But 
The thing is, if a man isn't interested, it's okay. Don't take it personally. Uh, don't get offended because guess what? There are plenty of guys that like you that you're not interested in. The point is that if you see a sliver of a chance that you can make it work, the problem is you're trying to make this guy uh, form him into the type of man you want to be with. But it, it, if it, the way we get married is when we meet somebody, 70 to 80% of the things that we're looking for, they already have. They already have it. And so that's what makes us go to the next level. What you have to start thinking about people, and uh, when I ask you this question, you're going to think about relationships you had in the past. Don't think about the person you're dating as if as your life is right now. So, for example, if you have a job, you have a car, you have a house, you're healthy, your family's healthy, your parents are healthy, great. What I want you to think about when you're the next person you date or the person you have dated, let's think about when life hits. Will this person be around if I lost my job? Will this person be around if I got sick? Will this person be around if I had to move in to help my parents? Will this person be around if I decided I wanted to join the army? Will this person be around if I decided I wanted to be in a different religion? You have to start thinking. That's what I did when I met my wife. I said, okay, if my life is not as perfect as it is today and I had to take care of a family member, my mother had to move in, I lost my job, or I got sick, would this person still be in the picture? And so if you really ask those tough questions and do an inventory of the people you dated in the past and ask those questions, you may think, you know what, that person would have been around. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, and that is also dating with substance, you know, knowing what you want, knowing what you need and going in with uh, that intention and sticking to it, not making excuses for somebody or, uh, or getting off of your, and I don't want to say your list, but but making all these exceptions to try to fit this person in versus the other way around. The majority of things, like you said, will fit. There will be some things that you can work on. I mean, I just had a, I had a couple clients get married last month that their communication wasn't, uh, initially, their communication wasn't great. They had, a, they had a great connection. They were both committed. They had all the other elements. They just needed to work on some of the minor things, which... At, when people have been single for a while, it you guys can yeah. get into some bad habits. And so you do there isn't a part of it where you need to maybe train somebody to do the things that you who like what you like, the things that you like or 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 communicate to them what you want. And then be able to see if that person wants to meet your needs or tries to meet your needs. And if they don't, and if it's too hard for them and it's too much of a stretch, it's not going to work long term. It, I mean, if you can't even get them to do it for a month, it's not going to work for the next, you know, 50 years or whatever. We're blessed. And that's my point. It is, it, people don't realize that when you get married, the game changes. Right. I mean, because right now if you're dating someone and she decided... And if she lost her job, or if you're dating someone and she wanted to move her mother in, you know, you can just say, uh, this is not what I signed up for. You can easily walk away. But when you're married, locked in, it's not that simple. And I, I think a lot of people make the mistake of assuming the person I'm married today will be the, per the same person 20 years from now. Right. Their life will be different. Your life will be different. And the question is, is this what you signed up for? Is this something you want to be in, be involved in for the long haul? And, and if this is not the answer, then you need to walk away. You know, uh, talking to the guys today, 
You know, I think women tend to think about that a little bit more than the guys do. Uh, so mm -hmm. talking to the guys, I mean, I, and I know, I think you actually said it before, but let's say it again. What advice would you give to the guys about, about their dating life? Because I feel like most and I shouldn't say that a lot of men are out there looking for the bigger, better, greater. They're not investing their time, energy, uh, into a great woman if they find one. Um, and so what advice would you give a man who says he wants a relationship, which is what we're doing right now with the list, uh, mm -hmm. but is not finding that, um, I, 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 because I do think a lot of men are, too lazy to do the work emotionally sorry that they're just, they don't want to have to look at that or deal with it. So they just, they just cover it up by, by bringing more people in to cover their wounds or to make them feel good or to, mm. you know, what to satisfy them in, you know, different ways so that they don't have to deal with their stuff. And they just are playing games and wasting time and wasting everybody's time. So what advice can you give these guys? Colin? Well, you know, I think with a lot of men are afraid. I mean, you know, only reason I would say, only way I would attach lazy to it is if they have been, uh, they have been uh, aware of, been made aware of their issues and they just refuse to do it. But there are a lot of men that are, that are walking around right now that are just oblivious to their contribution. They're all thinking it is an external problem. It is women, it is them, it is her, it is she, it is that. They're not looking inwardly. And so the question is, at what point will you start to say, okay, I am in my 30s, I am in my 40s, I am in my 50s. I have dated all the women I can date. I have had sex with all the women I can sleep with. I want more. Why am I not getting it? But if, now, if you're one of those guys that just still want to sleep with women, then you don't want to be married. It's kind of like a professional athlete that still chases the money but doesn't want a ring. Okay, if you don't want a championship ring and you want to chase the money, then that's fine. But if you want a ring, then guess what they have to do? They have to readjust their contract. They have to move to another team. They have to do things differently. So my advice to men would say you have to do an autopsy. Do an inventory of your dating life. Look at all the women that you dated seriously. Look at what happened. I even had one guy, I told him, if you're really serious, ask some of the women you dated, what were some of the mistakes that you made? Yes. And They'll be, be happy tough. to tell you. It's <laughs> going to be, and that's why I say it's, it's tough. Um, but this is a way, if you really, really want to improve and figure out, okay, what am I doing wrong? I'm, I'm, I'm good looking. I don't have children. I have one child. I have a great job. I have a house. I meet women constantly. Why can I not seem to get it right? And when you start doing a deep dive, it's an internal issue. Right. And when you're looking for a woman to have all these bells and whistles and her sex to be this or her butt to be this or her breast to be this and her height to be this and this, 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 guys, you're insecure. You're looking, the woman has a job to do. Her looks or her, her status is there to compensate for something you are lacking internally in your life. And I'm telling you this because I was that guy. Yeah, I, I was that guy. I passed up beautiful women, but because they didn't activate my dysfunction, I let them go. Right. The minute I fixed that issue, I was able to see my wife. But if I didn't, I would walk past my wife just like I did the others. 
Well, mm. we're, we're glad that you did. We're glad that you uh, took the time to, to ask yourself that question and get real with yourself. And, and I think there are some people, um, men and women that are at that place where they maybe don't want to be married and they're happy with that kind of lifestyle. And I can only urge you if you're watching and that's you, don't tell somebody something else. Don't mislead them um, because then you're giving mixed messages and that's the hard part for people to deal with. And I will say that from a woman's standpoint, you know, this is where, you know, women see the signs, but the guy's telling them one thing, but doing another. If there's inconsistencies there, ladies, you need to ask the question, get an answer, and then move on. You don't need to wait around for it to play out to a point where you're hurt, he's ready to move on. And, you know, like, like Colin said, you're not going to, you're not going to change a man. He's, you know, if, if those are his decisions, those are his decisions. You're not going to change him. Exactly. And women, I will tell you this. If you are waiting for a man to be brutally, perfectly honest with you about his intentions, you're going to wait a long time. I mean, no man, I mean, I had a woman tell me the other day that why don't he just tell me he just wants to sleep with me? I said, okay. If a man just walked up to you and said, hey, I just want to have sex with you. There is nothing more I want. There's no chance of me going any further. After I se have sex with you a couple of times, I'm probably never going to talk to you again. <laughs> are you still interested? Yeah. Of course she's like not interested. So men are not going to be that brutally honest. But what I would tell women to do is listen to what a man does, not what he says. Our actions will tell you everything. He's not going to be... If he is intended to be deceptive, he is, it is a rare jewel to find a man that is going to be that brutally honest about his intentions. So 99% of men are not going to do that because it won't, <laughs> no man would be successful in trying to sleep with a woman if he was that brutally honest. So to defend yourself, just listen to his actions. Our actions tell you everything. The, the women just decide they don't want to listen for whatever and ladies, you have control. Colin said it. I'll say it. Oh, you have oh, more yes. control over this than you think. You, I think we've gotten into this pattern with men and they've gotten away with this for so long because they can, because there are women that'll go, okay, I'll sleep with you anyway, because I think you really will change. Or I really think that I could change you because I'm special. Or you'll yeah. fall in love with me. All men do. You know, I mean, whatever that whole story is. Stop it because that's what's perpetuating this and allowing these guys to keep, as long as they keep getting away with it, they're going to keep doing it. Why wouldn't they? The only people that can stop it are us women saying mm -hmm. no more. You, if that's what you want to do, go find somebody who doesn't have as much self-respect for themselves mm -hmm. as I do and do it there because this, this, you know, this shop is closed. You know? Absolutely. And, and you, you said something very pointed there, Jennifer. Sex is not going to keep a guy. Right. I mean, unless a guy is 17, 18, 19, 21 years old and hasn't experienced much, then yeah, you can probably show him some things that will make him go crazy. But if he's in his 30s, 40s, 50s, he has experienced it 10 times over. So you you can just leave, leave, that, leave that alone. The, the whole point is if he's not interested, just, just let it go. Right. There, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of, guys of out men there. out there, ladies. And, Thank you. And, and ladies, you are. When I tell you, you have control, you are. You are like a hiring manager for a job. Men, only thing we control is who we approach. You control who you accept. You are the hiring manager. 
I can only send my, I can control how many resumes I send out, how many jobs that I send resumes to. Yes, I can control that. But guess what? The hiring manager decides who he's going to bring in for an interview. You're the hiring manager. The problem is once your emotions get tied up, your logic goes out the window. Uh, so, uh, and you are 100% correct. Uh, so let's wrap this up. Um, I, mm -hmm. I wanted to really uh, drive this home with the guys today. What, uh, what closing statement, I'm going to let you do it today. What, what message do you have for the guys? So you have two minutes to tell the guys uh, the most important thing on this, uh, this show today. What do they walk away with? What, what message do you give them? The, the message I'm going to tell you, man, is I, I understand. I am not some man sitting on the pool on the pool pit thinking that I know everything and um, it's easy to say these things when you're married and have children and all this stuff. But if you are a man listening, and apparently if you're listening, you must want more out of life. You must want marriage. You must want commitment. You want more than what you're getting. I implore you, you have to look in the mirror. Don't make the same mistakes I made years and years and years by blaming women. I used to sit around with my friends. It's her fault. She did this. She did that. She did this. It was this. It was that. You will always find enough excuses for why it's not your fault. I implore you, do an autopsy. Get deeply curious. Something my sister says. Get deeply curious about what you're doing wrong. Look at your contribution. And if you have some women in your past that it didn't end on such a uh, arduous point that you can actually communicate with them, ask them your opinion. Just say, hey, I'm trying to figure out why someone in my position is still single. What is your opinion? Or some things yeah. will be, make sense, some things won't make sense. But the point is, there's something you are doing. You're the common denominator. But the great thing is, guys, you can change it. I promise you, you can change it. I love it. And, and guys, uh, for those of you that won't go back to the women that you dated to ask them, just go back to what they told you when you guys split up because she probably told you. <laughs> that would be my guess. She probably already told you, so you probably already know you just blocked it and moved on. Uh, Colin, thank you again for a great show and great information. Uh, it is such a joy for me always to hang out with you. And uh, the conversation so easy. We could do this for hours. I know we could. Absolutely. And I know people would probably listen, but uh, but we have to end it for today. But thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your honesty and uh, candidness uh, with, with the gentlemen and the ladies again today. You are amazing. Uh, you. Uh, you can find, Colin, you do most of your work on uh, Instagram, right? Uh, and Twitter? Yeah you, can, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, um, ask Colin Tate, and same thing on Twitter, ask Colin Tate. And Guys, if you just want to talk and you want to figure this thing out, again, don't be shy. Reach out to me. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much. And y'all, uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, uh, all the all the podcast networks. Uh, you can listen to the podcast and please share it with your friends. And uh, if you uh, need any additional help, advice, information, uh, you can go to my website at lovegen.com. So have a great day and we'll see you guys next week. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.